0: Welcome to Nerd Talk, the podcast that talks about everything nerdy. I'm your host, Jordan Halstead, and each week, me and my friends will be discussing some of our favorite topics. We're talking superheroes, Star Wars, Pokemon, Harry Potter, and that's just to name a few. You don't want to miss out on this because this is Nerd Talk. Hey, welcome back to Nerd Talk. This is Jordan Halstead, your host. I am greeted today with Scott Stedman and Will Allen. We are super excited to be talking about Black Widow, the movie. It has been, how many years have we been asking for this movie? And then it finally comes to fruition and the pandemic hit and it got pushed back a little more than a year. Uh, So we're we're sitting there trying to figure this out. Uh, So let's start out and just, I want to know from you guys. What was your overall take of this movie? What were some of the the good, the bad, the ugly? Like whatever your thoughts are. What do you guys think about it? And I'm gonna start with Will.
1: Well, I'll start off with something positive. I think it was long overdue, and Scarlett Johansson and Black Widow, Natasha being one of the core six, I'm glad she finally got her movie. But I unfortunately didn't I, I wanted to love it. There's are some good redeeming parts of it. It's just not my favorite movie, unfortunately. Um, I hear that. Yeah. Uh, I think some factors for me, uh, the anticipation for a year with it, uh, it's not their fault the pandemic happened. I think that built it even more so, like, I was just waiting for that next bit of Marvel content. And we kind of got that with WandaVision, Falcon, Winter Soldier, and now, at, at this point, all of Loki. It's all solid, but I just we're in phase four. Now. This is the first theatrical release or uh Disney premiere access thing that they've, I've done. And part of me, my nerd brains is going like, how is this connecting to that? And yada, yada. And, and it will all pay off here at the end. I'm just, I'm a little let down. Uh, we'll talk about it later, but the post credit scene has got me a little excited. And I'm just going like, why couldn't they have done this in phase three or sooner? Cause like they kept, uh hyping up budapest 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 what happened there and and they, they they did it again in this one it's like they couldn't have like at least shown you that a little budapest? bit
2: in the Budapest. Buda, am i budapest? saying
1: it, am i saying it wrong am i yeah. saying it wrong just like the movie. yeah just like in the movies <laughs> but, she's
0: like budapest but yeah no I, I hear i hear what sorry. you're saying yeah absolutely yeah.
1: sorry i'm a poser guys but uh <laughs> references from the movies uh I'll, I'll pass it off to you guys i feel like i'm hogging the mic but i just i missed the mic so i needed to come back anyway
0: what about you scott
2: So, uh, I mean, I think I'm I'm kind of at a point where I'm watching the movie and the whole time I'm kind of like with Will at some point, I'm like, I wish this would have been shown earlier and not like when it was supposed to be doing it for the year. But I mean, if I'm supposed to believe that this story that I'm watching happened after Civil War, I just felt like I wasn't really invested because I'm like, okay, well, how's this going to tie into kickstarting? this next phase. And I just feel like it was like another like throwback that didn't give me anything uh, looking towards the future at all, except for the post credit scene, which if you're one, if you're still one of the weird people who leave the movie after the credits, then you're kind of at a point where you're like, you need to stop doing that. Uh, But for the most part, I really liked the film. I really enjoyed the action. I feel like, Scarlett Johansson always seemed to play Black Widow depending on the story and how the directors wanted her to do as a side character. So just seeing her as the main character, I think it really kind of gave a lot more depth and a lot more solidity to her character.
0: Absolutely. I know that for me, like you said, it should have sat in phase three. That was one of the biggest things that hurt me because when you start to look at it, and I, I it just drove me nuts. Because you knew who was who was who you knew what was going to happen next. And it was like, okay, how are you going to connect this? Like, it's not really one of those like you're sitting on the edge of your seat, like when you're going and watching like an Avengers movie or even like in Winter Soldier, which I always go back to Winter Soldier because it it completely threw me. I didn't uh, see Winter Soldier and I'm like, oh, I know exactly what's going to happen. Like, like it completely threw me and I'm like, okay, this is but Black Widow just didn't do it for me. Now, I will say this. My first watching was uh, outside on my iPad with a glare. So that didn't help anything. Um, <laughs> no, you
1: thought, so for a minute there, you thought J.J. Abrams directed it. Right? Yeah, kind
0: of. It was it was not like this very poor quality. And I was like, uh eh. But, I mean, some of the storytelling, I was like looking at – okay, so, so I mean, nobody nobody questions this. I'm a big Lego fan. And looking at the San Diego Comic-Con Lego set that they did with the tank and you got the uh, the Red Guardian, I loved seeing that the Red Guardian had a shield. And I just look at it and I'm like, this really doesn't make any sense to me because he never had a shield in the movie. He kind of was a side character. And I'm like, I think you could have easily built in a little bit better for Red Guardian. I loved some of his, his one-liners. And when he was getting tattooed while uh, doing arm wrestling, I thought that was great. Uh, there was there was a lot of really cool stuff with that, and I'm like, this is fantastic with some of that, but then the other parts where it's like, you're really not going super... Like, Taskmaster, and we're going to get into Taskmaster in a little bit. I hated Taskmaster, and I love Taskmaster as a villain. I and, and we'll get into that in a few, but I, I think overall, it just sat very out of place. It should have sat right after Civil War and started getting into the next phasing and things like that, so that way they could have better built and and i think you hit this one on the nose scott it goes back in time tells a story that doesn't build into the future it just and, it,
2: and, and even with that like when you think about like captain marvel which technically if you look at the timeline it's going to be in the 90s so if you were going to watch things in chronological order you're going to watch that like right after guardians i believe like so when you look at that i go well at least with Captain Marvel, it built to something because in the next film you get to see more of her. And it's like, okay, yeah. it's like watching, it's like watching Captain Marvel origins, like an origin story. We're here in Black Widow. It's not necessarily an origin story per se, because there is some origin elements at the beginning and the opening, but then it's like, everything starts off after civil war and, and Black Widow's on the run. And it's like, okay what is this film then and it got me confused on what is the purpose of this film
0: absolutely i think one of the one of the other things is like they tried to build into other movies while at it and like they tried to like make certain references and different pieces to other movies uh i mean when they when they're like this is from the safe house in budapest oh budapest and like when they when they said the things Uh, those different things, I'm like, okay, that's really cool. I like the way that you're building back into this story. It's like interconnecting, and Kevin Feige's done phenomenal with it Uh, because, I mean, we've talked about with a couple of the guys on here, that Age of Ultron was not a great movie, but it's becoming a better movie the more we're watching it now after watching WandaVision and Loki and and like all these different shows that are starting to build into a better it's it's <laughs> getting better. It's not a still was not a good movie to start with, but now it's becoming better because they can go back and fix certain storylines that were not finished. But
1: oh, I am Age of Ultron's biggest defender. Uh... <laughs> but like when but but now like i'm i'm sitting even prettier cuz like I, I was already there to kind of defending it and now all the other stuff added on there but yeah uh to your points with all that stuff like since it is taking place between civil war and infinity war like i i don't need like anything like grand from this movie but part i mean i, I mean hey i'm a cap fan you know the story i dress up as what? whatever <laughs> it's crazy right um it's not like i have an in game poster that the audio listeners can't see um Anyway, um, I just, like, I think a little cute nod or just, like, one more, like, little toss-up thing, like, because there was rumors last year uh, with a lot of things that, oh, hey, like, maybe Robert Tan Jr. is going to reprise the role one more time in this. Just, like, maybe it might be a video call or, like, his audio. Just going like, oh, hey, like, Nat, like, you, you got to get out of here. Or, like, even Chris Evans had, like, the opportunity to be like, oh, hey, like, these are my coordinates, blah, blah. Part of me just wishes that was part of it. But I also understand that didn't really service the story at all. But I just yeah, there were so many other connectivity things. Like there's one thing that bugs me about the movie. Uh, while I'm thinking about it. Um, after they crashed, uh, spoilers. Uh, I mean, I, I think it's always this whole a things a the spoiler of at this point. whole things a spoiler at this point, guys. If you haven't watched it, sorry. Um, why are you listening to this? I mean, listen to us. We, we, we... anyway. <laughs> uh, when they, when they crash, uh, dr, dr, uh, the guy who looks like Martin Drake Scorsese. Dracoff, thank Drake, you. Drake when, they base, Dracov, Scorsese, like uh, when, when they crash his base, Drakeoff Scorsese because he kind of dresses like Martin Scorsese. When they crash his base, a thunderbolt. Ross is going after her. How the heck did she get out of that situation? Like, maybe it's not in p- the most important detail, but like, uh, uh, dot yeah. dot dot. Yeah, what that, happened there? That
0: was one of did the problems like, that I ran into as well as a watcher. I was like, okay, you just had this really cool like dropping out of the air fight scene. And I will say it was cool to see her and Taskmaster like falling to their deaths and then like pulling the, the ripcord and things like that. like that was cool. I still think that there's certain pieces that they've missed like Age of Ultron. And I will say this was one of the cool parts about Age of Ultron was as they exploded the piece up top that big ground as they came down. They got there before all the stuff did in Black Widow stuff should have still been falling and it was already like all there. And it's like how did that happen? Like you should be dodging things on the ground, not trying to, to make up and, and things like that. Like that that's not how it should have worked. And then Everett no. or uh, General Ross just shows up. Like, how did you even know that they were there? They couldn't even find these the the coordinates well, to begin I, with.
1: They do explain that she she put her tracker on, but my thing is how the heck? Because she was going to face them because she, she let her her familia because uh, Fast and Furious and all that uh, in our <laughs> notes. <laughs> uh, she let them get away, uh. but I'm just going like, how did – I I mean, she's Black Widow. She could have found her way out, but I think I would have loved that scene where she had a confrontation and just like – I don't know. It just would have been nice if, if it were me, Uh, either her getting broken out by – well, she gets it, – it, from that scene to the scene before the credits, it's kind of like – what did you do, Black Widow? Like, how did you get from Thunderbolt Ross to? Oh, I'm gonna steal this. I'm gonna use this Quinjet to run run into Steve and everybody. So this makes sense in Infinity War, but I, I, it, it just it baffles me. I mean, there are some. Uh, I'm rambling, but there are some. I think the movie is very confused on tone because there's i f- I'm hopping on. I'm sorry, Jordan. No, <laughs> I'm you're hopping good. all over the place. There are moments. Uh, there are. Um, very reminiscent of like abusive relationships and human trafficking with the Black Widow and the Red Room stuff. I mean, it's kind of implied with Age of Ultron, and now we actually get to see like what is in place. But then we also don't get to see like any repercussions for like Rachel Wise, like like um, uh, Florence Pugh, uh, Yelena, and everybody's like all, all forgiving of her. But it's just going like uh, y- Yelena actually went through this. Like she shouldn't be so forgiving of this, and. But then we have like crazy fight scenes with, t- uh, not Taskmaster. Cause I- I'm gonna give them a chance with this. I similar to the mandolin, the mandolin, <laughs> the Mandarin.
0: <laughs> they're fighting I- a musical object.
1: Yeah. They're finding, uh, I think maybe the Taskmaster stuff could be stolen later down the ro- uh, road from, I- I'll just say it from Val, uh, uh, Ma- Madam Hydra. She hasn't been called that yet, but, uh, Val shows up at the end credits of this movie and she recruits Florence Pugh to dun, 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 kill Hawkeye, uh, because Hawkeye killed her. But I also got to ask like, how did she find that out? And I mean, she's like the evil Nick Fury. So she, she has a way, but, um, uh, it's, where was I going with that?
2: (laughs) Uh,
0: What was I talking about? I'm sorry. No, you're good. So, so we're going to go ahead and, and transition a little bit. Uh, you know, this this whole movie kinda got marketed and like you said earlier, Will, it had a year of just marketing this hype and, and stuff. Do you believe that it led up to the hype that it was there? Do you guys do you guys believe that the it led up to the hype that they were pushing for, or do you think that it failed to meet the 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 hype that they were going at? what what are your thoughts on that?
2: I I think from just a average moviegoer perspective not someone who's die-hard mc universe um but i think from an average moviegoer i think so i mean it's one of the biggest grossing films since the pandemic so i mean it it made lots of money so that's that's to means that whatever they're marketing for the last year had to push back the movie due to the pandemic come back it still made a crap load of money um, they say that's good. And they're not really saying, Oh, this is a flop. Um, as far as me personally, is it a disappointment? Yeah. And then, I, and again, it's not necessarily because of the marketing. I think it was more, I think the marketing made me want to watch the movie. Cause I mean, if there wasn't any marketing and there's just black widow, would I watch it anyway? Yeah. But is it like, man, I want to oh, go opening day and watch it. Eh, not really. Uh, but since it was like, oh, it's opening this weekend, and hey, my wife and I get to go on a date without the kids, yeah, let's go. Let's go see this movie because there's really nothing else that I really want to see yeah. except for this. So let's just go and see what happens.
1: So, Scott, you're telling me you don't want to see G.I. Joe Origins, Snake Eyes, or Old by M. Night Shyamalan, Ding Dong?
2: Shyamalan, ding-dong. that didn't release when Black Widow was released.
1: I know. I know I'm just I'm messing. <laughs> Uh, I'll, since I rudely just uh, took the conversation from uh, him over there, no, no, no. I, I guess I'll also talk about the hype. Um, I think a year of no, well, of no movies. I mean, I can't say there was no movies. I saw Wonder Woman eighty four and all these other releases. Uh, oh, say no movie. Marvel movies and Marvel. A year of no Marvel movies. I think whatever came out next was always going to get like bombarded or like just it was it was never going to live up to the hype i think a lot of people who love black widow are appreciating this and i like black widow as well it just it's not in game which is unfair i know that's unfair um but we finally give her her solo movie after she died and i just i feel just a little bit let down uh i mean there's some solid stuff and obviously elena maybe they could do something with the red guardian I mean, they're clearly building to some stuff with Yelena, but with Red Guardian, maybe they can have some fun with him now, too. Maybe he comes across Captain America or John Walker. Um, so actually, I'm surprised he didn't show up in Falcon Winter Soldier uh, with his obsession with Cap. And, but maybe, maybe well, he no was in why. jail. Uh,
0: maybe he was in jail at that point. Oh, no, no, no. Maybe he got back in jail. That would have been fun.
1: Yeah, yes, absolutely. But yeah, it, it didn't live up to the hype. It was just, it's still a solid flick, 6 out of se- six, uh 7 out of 10. Uh, but nothing like knock it out of the park like Winter Soldier or anything by the Russos or Whedon in there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I would, and I would say something about the marketing and I don't know if you guys picked up on this cause I was seeing this blowing up on the interwebs was that when we were seeing, you know, the whole idea of black widow and the op- finally coming out and you're, you're still unsure what the story is going to be or what's going to happen. And there's still some questions on, you know, for those of us who watched um, in game, like, okay, you know, are, going to address the outfit in the room like what happened to her is she completely gone is she eliminated is there a way to bring her back i don't know if you remember when they were showing the loki trailers and there was a scene where it was a faraway shot and it was loki and he had a purple background and he's sitting with a woman with short hair i was hearing people oh he's talking the black widow and it's like and you're thinking because you couldn't see who it was but he was talking to someone and i know i was hearing people going Oh, and that, and it was almost like the hype of just that little tiny scene in that Loki trailer made people go, "Ooh, I'm gonna go watch this movie because maybe it's gonna help me understand what's gonna happen to Loki." And it doesn't because it wasn't like that woman wasn't Black
0: Widow. I think one of the the hardest things about the pandemic really ruining the the time frame for. I I don't think that it was Endgame that ruined this. I think it was the, the pandemic is what really hurt Black Widow was because it had that year extra to, to build up uh, the hype mm-hmm. and whatnot. And I think one of the hardest things that Marvel is now going to face, and we talked about this last week on, on the uh, the Loki episode with Micah and, and Alicia, one of the things that I think is going to happen is you're going to be competing against yourself now. So Marvel has destroyed DC. That's, that's not even... That's not even a conversation that has to happen. We, we know that DC movies are, are not near as comparable. Um, I mean, the Snyder Cut was great, and I would love to watch more of the Snyderverse. And, like, it's just a different – I mean, that's like apples and oranges. Yeah, it's all fruit. It's all superheroes, but very different. Like, you can't compare them. And for this one, now you've got Marvel that's going to compete against itself because the same week that Black Widow came out was the same week that we got the last episode of Loki. And Loki was really, really good. And then you're like, what's next? Oh, <gasps> Friday, we get Black Widow. And then it just, it I feel like it, it just didn't meet up with the hype that Loki just had dropped. And, like, they were, we finished Loki, and Loki was an amazing series. And then you yeah. get Black Widow, and you're like, okay, this is Marvel. Like, I, like the way that I kind of describe it is it was a phase one movie. You killed off a villain that you could have easily kept Um you went in and did did some of this, and like with Taskmaster, I feel like Taskmaster was almost the equivalent of Mickey Rourke's uh, Whiplash. Whiplash. Like, yeah, it just it didn't feel like I I connected with that villain. And what really hurt for me, and this is going to kind of lead into our next portion, is they made us believe that this was this the villain. They made us believe in every single bit of the this this filming uh, or the the hyping up for it. Oh, Taskmaster, Taskmaster, Taskmaster. And it really wasn't Taskmaster as the villain. Um, you, you had Dracov and and facing the Red Room. And, and I'm like, that's cool. But you could have easily given Taskmaster as the main and then had like two big bad guys. And that way it's not like, oh, you're a henchman. And and I didn't like the gender bend um, personally. And, and the reason I didn't like the gender bend was solely because with all this, this transgender society that we're in, like trying to see males who transgender into females and they go in and play these sports, well, you're not giving the fair chance. And so like knowing that a male is physically stronger nine times out of ten, unless you have a very, very ripped woman, um, facing uh like guys like me who are okay strong, but not like like I'm not I'm not Arnold Schwarzenegger. But you go in and, and see this and I'm like Conan
1: O'Brien build.
0: Yes. Yes. His <laughs> I love the, his superhero suit, but you just like why did you have to gender bend? Because now I I'm looking at this and I feel like they just really botched Taskmaster. Like I don't mind that it's a it's a female, but don't make it Taskmaster specific because now you've botched the character. You've now he's not really a villain anymore. He's going to kind of do his own thing, and I'm like, just you kind of botched him and you didn't have him face anybody. Like they could have done flashbacks. I would have loved to see a flashback where like maybe you see black panther running across a, a like a ceiling or something like that and then you see him do the like the fighting technique and then he gets the claws later or he sees uh hawkeye shoot an arrow from farther away and he's like studying the moves because they just used clips from civil war and i'm like there weren't cameras doing all the different like they didn't have a camera from the ceiling looking straight down on them fighting like who has cameras security cameras that look directly down from the ceiling like that that's not no, that doesn't happen like that.
1: I mean, well, as Jeff Goldblum likes to say, uh, 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 "Life uh, finds a way." Jordan. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> That's um I, I, I understand all the Taskmaster fans like yourself, Jordan, who are very upset about this. But like, you got to be like me and believe. Just similar to how mandolin, <laughs> the mandolin, <laughs> the mandarin, is getting a, a second go of it. Um, in the Sacha or whoever, whoever you want to say it, in Legend of the Ten Rings we got to believe that maybe that suit is going to come back into play or and like the real taskmaster not, will come into play. Cause I, I, I mean, it, it was good. The villain had the villain not been taskmaster. I think they still could have used, maybe they could have called it like the taskmaster protocol, similar to like weapon 11 or something like that. And the equally great X-Men origins Wolverine. Uh, and then maybe someone f- like Val finds the suit and gives it to
0: the equally uh, great. We- oh my gosh.
1: Yeah, I'm obviously joking when I say. Oh
0: that. no, I know, but I, just the fact that you even said it, like, oh my gosh, it
1: just seemed very like that, like Deadpool with the Barack looking like Baraka with like the swords coming out of him, and then just I like, oh, just like,
0: I just love that in Deadpool too. He goes in and, and you see Wolverine like like the hand and like the the claws come out, and then he like offs his own character. And he's like, sorry about that. Like, I just loved that.
1: Side tangent, we all, we've we all saw the uh, the Korg and Deadpool, like, yes. trailer reactor free guy. Yes. I know everybody's freaking out going like, oh, his first MCU appearance, but uh, sorry, side tangent there, but I believe Taskmaster will show up for real uh, in one of these movies, because I mean, Val's got to have some secret uh, shady stuff anyway, and I mean, we didn't see what happened. There's, there's been so many years, maybe the Taskmaster suit got abandoned, we'll never know, in, in the blip years. So... Yeah, it so, was... oh, go ahead. Man, you're, good. You're, good. you're good. I was done. You're good, man. All
2: right. Okay. No, I mean for me, like I don't know much of anything about Taskmaster. I think my first introduction to Taskmaster would have been in the Avengers video game because that's like one of the bad guys, and it's like, oh, okay. And you know, I'm I, again, like I was with you, Jordan. I'm thinking, oh, this is a good guy. So when it was a female, I'm like, oh, okay. And again, I have no knowledge. So I'm like, oh, well, you know, Marvel and their comics, they always. You know gender swap they do a lot of different things so it's like okay maybe this is normal i mean i'm i'm clueless at this point at the same time i don't necessarily think it was a bad villain looking at the story and kind of the elements because when you're thinking about here you have this young family who you know goes off they're in the red room and then of course you have the main bad guy and it's like, you know, there is a redemptive story to it of just the years of pain and, and kind of how this, I can't think of her name, the person who, her, who is playing Taskmaster. Like, you know, you, you see that that kind of ties into that narrative. So from, a, for, so from a story standpoint, from a film standpoint, it makes sense. It's good. But I think for some of us, from some of you diehard comic book fans, it is a big disappointment. For me, I wasn't really disappointed, but at the same time, I was disappointed because again, it's like I want to know more about this character, and it's almost like if this is not who the character's supposed to be, that's why they probably didn't go into depth with the character because it's not really, as we would say, this is not really Taskmaster. I from think the comics and everything. I think what what really got canon. Me. I think what Sorry. what
0: really got me specifically was there was this opportunity because I know like the Red Room is is a woman program and that way you've got female trained assassins and I just think that it would have been amazing for them to go in and say because there's there's points in, in comic book history where Taskmaster is assigned to train people like he uh, right apart uh, what was it it was the was it the fifty two protocol or something like that or the the fifty state initiative right after Civil War the book. Uh, Taskmaster was actually assigned to train people in fighting techniques. And I'm like, I think it would have been so cool if they would have hired Taskmaster and like him be like a former shield agent who got upset with with Black Widow for helping take down. And then you've got your throwback to Winter Soldier. And so he's upset. But then he starts training in the Red Room and trains the next generation of Black Widows. And I'm like, yeah, because... you could have gone very different with it and still stayed with your interconnected universe without having to fully play into, oh, well, I blew up a building and, and she was collateral damage. And 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 I get that. Like, I get you want to, because you're not just playing to comic book fans. You're playing to the, the casual moviegoer, like, like Scott was talking about. Like, you, you don't want to make it too story-oriented that the casual fan will be like, I don't understand. And so I, I get that. But I'm just like, I think that they could have started a story and then turned Taskmaster into your Loki kind of character, where you start to see Taskmaster in multiple uh, sh- uh, movies and TV shows moving forward. I think that uh, that's just my one big complaint with that. But mm-hmm.
1: well, Loki's still around, so Loki's still a little Loki. Of Loki this phase. Lo- Loki's
0: died and died and died, and they just keep bringing it back. I love it. So no more resurrections. So did you guys like <laughs> the family aspect of this movie? Like, because you know. We live in a world where things can get turned very, very quickly where you've got Fast 9 that just came out and the world got swept by storms with the Vin Diesel family memes. How are you out here in space? I can do anything when I've got family and like all those different like memes and things like that. Like I feel like it just kind of ruined that family sense and to to a degree. I mean, I liked it, especially the second time I watched it. It got better and it was like I had about a week, week and a half um, after watching it the first time so I was like it, it, it sits better the second time but what did you guys think about how like it was a family oriented kind of feel
2: I was, I was okay with it like for me I, and again I didn't really get caught up in the Fast 9 memes I mean it, I started seeing more of those after I saw Black Widow it wasn't for me I think it was great because I mean through the whole entire timeline anytime when you see Black Widow you know, she doesn't really talk about her family. Her family is the Avengers, yeah, and that's kind of th- that's the big thing. So the fact that I it's know. like, oh, here's someone who has a family, but it's a family that has a history. It's a family that doesn't look like your cookie cutter like nuclear family, and I think that's okay. And I think that's kind of what we're kind of seeing that you know you don't have to have the perfect family per se because you can family can be anything. But even with your family, they make mistakes. There's, especially when you're a family of like spies and kind of hiding around and being deceitful. Russian killers. You know, you can still kind of bond together. There is that opportunity for a redemption and for reconnection.
1: Yeah. Uh, is it on, on to me with the family yeah. talk? Yeah. yeah. Well, be one of the foremost fast and the furious fans over here. Uh, when you have a episode, I'm, I'm, I'm down for that joint. Cause, Cause I like talking about my familia anyway. Um, uh, I mean, I was swept up in all the memes and I mean, just to add to Scott's point there. Uh, it's just similar to how Nat found a family in the Avengers and had her own family with the red room nonsense in the nineties. Um, Oh, just one little side bar-, bar too before I talk about that. I love that they were in Ohio. I mean, just us Ohio. I know,
0: represent us Ohio boys over here. wait, is that Eaglewood?
1: Is that, is that Columbus? What's going on here? Anyway. Um,
0: <laughs> um, I wish they would have put the city. It's like Germantown, yeah. Eaton, or like Dayton area. Like, yeah. I mean, it, it could have been anywhere. And like, I'm just like, Ohio represent.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, because they f- uh, filmed some of that, at least some of the scenes, pickup scenes in like Cleveland and all that stuff. I know uh, one of our, Another local guy was a background guy in Winter Soldier. That's besides the point. Family isn't uh, just blood; it's whoever you find. Just like how, like you, you reconnected with me, and Jordan, to do this podcast. Like, we're a family, or some of my uh, Pokemon Go friends, uh, or just when I moved to Indy. Like it's uh, it's not just blood. I mean, and even it sounds like if not found her blood, like her mom was desperate. and who knows maybe she could have had a happy life uh not being a spy but she got to do good in the world because of the uh uh her non-nuclear families that she formed with uh the red room group and the avengers absolutely yeah that's all i got with that
0: yeah i (laughs) i mean i liked some of the family aspect i i just wish that some of it was a little bit more real but i also understand that like it kind of goes back to the Cold War kind of feel like, hey, we're sleeper agents. We're coming in. We're going to, like, come in and do this stuff. And then it just it was done really well. I loved the first scene where they're opening up in Ohio and they get out onto the, the tarmac and you just see the Red Guardian just, like, chase the plane. I'm like, yeah, he's a super soldier. There's no denying that one. Like, there ain't no way that some, like, I would be able to keep up with, a, like, a running plane. And it was just done really well, and I I liked how they kind of just were like, as soon as one of them goes and starts to disappear, or like when they, was it in Cuba? Is that where they landed? I believe so. So when they they landed the plane in Cuba, and they meet with the Russians, uh, and Yelena is uh, like going after her mom or something like that, and Natasha like grabs the gun. She's like, I will kill you. Don't make me shoot. I will shoot. I will kill you all. And like, I looked at that, and I'm like, it just gives that that sense as you guys have been saying you know family is, is so much bigger than just flesh and blood uh for our listeners who are kind of keeping up with our story we're leaving ohio where we're in the same town as my wife's family uh and so so there's part of that and so my family's from wichita kansas and we're moving to oklahoma city so i'll get to kind of reconnect with some of them hopefully over the next few years but family is kind of who you make it i i really since i left the church at west dean and uh a lot of my family has become my nerd talk guys. Uh, I've got a group called men of prayer. And I think both of you guys are even in that where I've just been saying, Hey, mm-hmm. here's my update and, and here's where I just need prayer. And, and this is kind of where we're at. Um, and I found very much that that family is who you make your family. Uh, family is your brothers and sisters and the ones that will walk through life with you. And it's not necessarily that you're even in the same family unit, not even directly related at all. It's just who you choose, and I, I think that this story did very well of of telling that because there's so many broken families here in the U.S. Um, and there's so many mm-hmm. dysfunctional families, as, as we would call it. And I mean, there's 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 families where it's like maybe you're adopted, or maybe your mom and dad like were never married. And I mean, there, there's so many different styles of how the family unit is working here in America. And so just to see, like, hey, none of you guys are actually related, and it was like a fake marriage. But it wasn't, it didn't feel like that by the time that they all reconnected and they were at the dinner table, which I loved the whole Natasha don't slouch. And like, I loved that. And he was like, listen to your mother. And I was just like, that, that was really good. Like they, they kind of just reconnected and just kept going. Um, and I, I liked that part. So with that, there are two new members and we kind of started talking about them. There's Yelena and the red guardian. What were your guys' uh takes on them? Did you guys like the casting? Did you like the storytelling? Did you find them funny? Did you I mean th- cuz Marvel does really well with adding comedy into their flicks, but it's not <coughs> so comedic that it's a comedy movie, but like there's just enough to keep things lighthearted. So what what were your guys' thoughts of uh Yelena and the Red Guardian?
1: I'll take this one, I guess. Uh first, uh Florence Pugh is Awesome, she's a wonderful actress. I don't know if you followed her any of her other work. Uh, I saw *Midsummer* and *Little Women*, and I for I, I mean, she's hardly recognizable in *Fighting with My Family*. Uh, I haven't seen all of her work, but just based on those three alone, and now this, like, maybe this wasn't like the most challenging thing she's had to do, but uh, she's having a lot of fun with it. And I'm guessing, just the way they're setting up Phase Four, she will become the new Black Widow. Maybe villain like her sister before her turned good guy down the road with like Sam and everybody Uh, but Florence Pugh just knocks it out of the park I think honestly the two characters you picked Jordan uh, I think if it wasn't called the Black Widow movie it was called like the Red Room I think these two are the standouts and Scarlett absolutely great actress love her as what she's done with the MCU and just outside of that brilliant Mm -hmm. actress but I think David Harbour and her steal the show. Uh, and I'll just briefly talk on David Harbour. Uh, I mean, I'm glad we had at least a Super Soldier and some Captain American name drops were mentioned there. Uh, and can I skip ahead to a, a little bit of a question that we said if we really fought? Yeah. Because, uh, uh, I mean, as we all want, because uh, there was rumors about Chris Evans maybe coming back for like a Disney Plus show or a movie or Multiverse of Madness. Uh, it is... Quite possible, Cap came across him in his time travel adventures, but I don't think Cap would blatantly be that vindictive and send a guy to jail, even if he was like a Cold War guy. Uh, I think a fun thing to do since, like, we are not since we're doing like retcons that don't necessarily ruin the timeline too much, like doing Isaiah Bradley and adding John Walker in the present. I think it would be interesting if it was like a William Burnside uh, cap, like a Cold War Captain America going against him. Uh, but like maybe he looks so iconic because uh, that—that's the second Captain America, at least in their timeline, uh, where he took over during the Cold War when he was frozen, and he was obsessed. Let me know. Let me tell you if this sounds familiar at all. He his name is William. He dresses up as Captain America. He's a big old fanboy. He finds out his secret identity and also tries to look like him a lot. Um, It's so weird. It's crazy. So, Will, Um,
0: are you uh, trying to fan cast yourself into the MCU?
1: I mean, Disney, Kevin Feige, if you do hear this and you do look at my Instagram, Will, on your left side at uh, um, Instagram.com. And if I at least get to casting, uh, I will take it from there. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I can do this all day. Uh, I think that would be an interesting, ha- maybe that there was a cold war cap that they don't talk about too often, or maybe it was failed and similar to Isaiah Bradley, like they sweep it under the rug. Cause that, William Burnside does have a doubt, uh, a bad part about him. Uh, I don't know if you follow him a whole lot in the comics, uh, but uh, down the road, I guess the super soldier serum messes with his mind mm. and he, he like, like it does with a lot of people uh, <laughs> that isn't, that aren't Steve Rogers. And he absolutely loses it, and thinks everybody's a Nazi. And then he retroactively becomes a Nazi, and I'm, I'm not—I'm not saying I want to be that. I—I I would be good guy.
0: Well, I'm gonna Jackson. have to to speak on Kevin Feige's behalf. I think we're not gonna go that route with you, buddy. Sorry. Oh, no, I,
1: don't, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to either. I don't want to either. Um, I think we're gonna have to <laughs> mix um,
0: that one. Sorry, bud.
1: Well, yeah, because I looked it up. Uh, I was I was reading about it. I'm like, oh my god, this sounds like me. Then like paragraph five, I'm like, oh.
0: Seven oh no. Oh oh, oh no. oh oh no. Oh no 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 no.
1: <laughs> yeah, like that TikTok yes. exactly. Um but yeah, uh crazy. Yeah it happens. Yeah.
2: What about you, Scott? Yeah, I mean I liked I mean I liked Florence Pugh's character, I liked the dynamics, I think that her her working with Scarlett Johansson is was great. I think they had a lot of great moments. Uh, I think David Harbour and his character as the Red Guardian was great. Um, And, you know, just having this conversation and me thinking, because again, you know, we look at each of the films, we see that they serve some sort of purpose, you know, as a connected thing. And you're just kind of like, well, what purpose does Black Widow really serve in this, especially in this whole thing? Because it seems like it's just kind of there. I mean, maybe it makes, I mean, I know when we watch it, because my wife's not a big fan of Civil War, um, and anytime we try to watch it again, she just doesn't get it, but I think she started to go, well, maybe I'll watch civil war again now seeing Black Widow to kind of see like, okay, you know how does you know this kind of go maybe kind of help again, like kind of connect some of those dots and connect some of those things that didn't make sense but i, I look at I look at kind of that film and I'm like, well, is it like a torch passing? You know what I mean I think I, mean, it, I think
0: that's what this movie was.
2: I mean, because, I mean, if you think about it, you know, we kind of have the end of Tony Stark or Robert Downey Jr. We have the end of Chris Evans. And really, when you think about the first Iron Man, you know, Black, I believe Black Widow was in the first Iron Man. She was in the second one. Second one. Okay. But so you see that, you know, when you look at the first Avengers, everybody who was in that first movie or that first Avengers, they're kind of phasing out whether it's because of money, contract disputes, or they want to have other projects, or it's like, well, let's look. I mean, you think about Marvel Comics. There's a whole universe and a whole things that you could really explore. Like, I tell the story when I first heard about Guardians of the Galaxy, I was like, what? Like, huh? Like, I was like not into it at all. Like, I don't understand this. This sounds weird. And then I watched, I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. You know? Yeah. And I think and I think that with this movie, it's kind of almost like you're slow. It's It's almost like, even at Endgame, if you left Endgame and you started Phase 4 with all these new characters and you didn't have any of those connecting pieces, I think the audience who went on this journey with you from Iron Man 1 to Endgame, they're going to feel gifted and cheated. You know, it's like, oh, well, where's Mike? Where's, where's, Thor? Where's where's the Hulk? Where's, where's, where's all these people? Because you're, you kind of have these connections with them. So now that you're kind of seeing this hand in the torch, just like you see Captain... Uh, steve rogers hand the shield to uh, sam wilson you're kind of seeing this passage and when you begin to see this passage i think that kind of helps the audience transition from okay it's going to be okay i can i can say goodbye to black widow now i can say goodbye to yeah i can say goodbye to iron man i can say goodbye to captain america i can say goodbye to the hulk i can say goodbye to You know, again, you know, depending on how everything's going to work with um, Hawkeye, you know, and even with what's going to happen with Chris Evans or Chris—not Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth. um, Thor, you know, what's going to happen with Thor with Love and Thunder? You're going to, yeah, Hemsworth. I don't know why it took me a while to figure that out. You know, I I think you know, depending on how that movie's going to play out and the direction that's going to go, you're going to start seeing those actors and actresses phase out because their contracts are up and if they want to resign them, you know, it's going to be more money and maybe something that the studio can't really afford, especially post pandemic and, and everything else. So you're kind of looking at like, okay, you know, let's go look at different things and maybe we can like throw in a, you know, maybe Chris Evans can reprise his role on a TV show or in a movie or something. And you can kind of have that nostalgic fear, kind of like, Oh, there's something that kind of connects and draws you back in. But as far as from like when you're creating a universe and creating a bunch of films that are intertwined and connected to each other, that's one of the things you're going to have to look at. And so I don't know. I just thought of that while we're talking. So I know that didn't really answer the question, but I thought the characters were great and I can't wait to see, you know, how they're going to play out and how they're going to grow and develop in future projects uh, later down the road.
0: Absolutely. Uh, You know, I think you nailed it when you said it's that passing of the torch you go in and you're like, oh, okay, so here's the new Black Widow. Okay, so what I think was really cool was at the end because, you know, when now I'm going to start watching it right after Civil War, so that way I have a better understanding before I hit uh, Infinity War when I go through and start watching them back over. But what's going to be really cool is when you go and you watch moving forward, well, you had Val, who is the Madam Hydra, and you, you have her showing up with Yelena, and then you have now John Walker as U.S. agent, I think they're going to do like and I'm trying to figure out if they're going to do Thunderbolts or if they're going to do the Dark Avengers. And I'm like, either way it's going to be really cool. And I'm like, I cannot wait to see where they're going with it. Uh but I I look I really liked uh her Flo- her name's Florence Pugh. Is that is that right? Yeah, Florence Pugh. Yes. Mm-hmm. She did phenomenal with Yelena. And I'm like, I I was really concerned that they were going to create this character that just wasn't going to be a good fit in the MCU. And my favorite thing, and which is the title of this episode, is why do you do that thing with your hair? And, like, she did the whole, like, flip. Like, they brought in enough comedy with her so she wasn't, like, a dry character. And I loved when she said, this would be a fun way to die. And it's like the avalanche. And then she's sitting there with her the marker going across her head. And she's like, this is not a fun way to die. And, like, she just nailed it. And the, the, the comedy written for her was great. However, I do not think I liked her as much as I liked david uh harbor playing red guardian i loved him just going Mm -hmm. in and like doing his whole like i fought captain america are you calling me a liar and i hope that they will do because they're already talking kevin feige said he wants to do red guardian and melina um and bring them back for a disney plus series or something which i'm like that'll be really cool if they can if they can Mm -hmm. do it right but i would love to see even like an 80s throwback and maybe it's those two are in the episode for, like, if they if they bring Captain America back and they do, like, a am mm-hmm. putting back the Time Stones, or, or all, yeah. not the, the Time Stones, but the, the Infinity Stones, and he's putting each one back, and he's going, and boom, 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 boom. And I would love to see if he actually got to fight the Red Guardian because the Red yeah. Guardian fight was in the 80s where he didn't get thrown into to prison until, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. So, like, yeah. that that fight would not really affect that and I'm like I think that would be a really cool like even if it was a 45 minute episode where you get to see the two clash like that would just be really really cool but I just I Mm -hmm. loved like he was getting tattooed and he was like oh no I'm losing and then he's like yeah right and like he took out like the strongest guy and like he just he was his own thing and I I loved how that happened so do you guys think that Red Guardian uh, actually got to fight Cap or and I guess we'll start with Scott um, do you think that, that that was an actual thing or do you think that that was just like him kind of like, I, I know like during the, the Soviet era with, with the or the the Russian versus Americans and all that, like a lot of things mm-hmm. were said that never actually happened um, or there's not documents that actually prove that it happened, but a lot of like hearsay and, and undercover stuff. Do you actually think that it, that fight happened where maybe he fought like a different Captain America or do you think he was just kind of just set in just to kind of be the the hot shot.
2: Well, I think, I think, well, before I answer that question, you you brought up Madam, Madam Hydra. And I want to address that because I feel like if you're someone who just watches movies and this was the same issue with um, agent Coulson and agents of shield, because that was the whole thing. Agents of shield was supposed to help gear up to the next film. It was supposed to be like just transitions. But if you don't watch agents of shield, it doesn't make sense. Or if you throw, Daisy Johnson in a MCU movie, people are going to be like, well, who's this? You know, if they don't watch agents of shield. So the fact that we now have Madam Hydra, which we see in a post credit scene, but then we see her in Falcon winter soldier. So we haven't really seen her in an MCU film. And I want to know, and I'm just kind of curious, you know, especially with Disney premiere and Disney plus and all that, and all these shows is that whole argument with, Colson and Agents of Shield and being in the MCU technically, but not really. If that's even a conversation now, if that's something that we're not going to see anymore, because now we're kind of seeing Marvel's trying to get all their rights back from other companies like Netflix and Fox and, and kind of a partnership with Sony. But now that Disney's kind of getting all their movie properties back for the for the Marvel Universe, that is that ever going to be a thing? So that's a question that I'm processing. Uh, to answer your question about did the red guardian fight captain america i mean it's possible and especially looking at the watching the final episode of loki i mean it could be like a variant captain america it could be captain america going back returning to time stones and they happen to cross paths or, or the infinity stones or it could be a variant which is you know we've opened up that can of worms so we don't really know how which I guess, you know, kind of gets people excited for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness because that's really kind of what it's setting up to for us to be, or at least if you're kind of following things and that's that's the most logical um, place where you could possibly go with that. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I would say yeah, because, I mean, you know, I think there's, and it depends on how you play the Red Guardian character. If you're someone who thinks it's all talk, but, doesn't show anything but i never really got the red guardian being someone who was a liar per se someone who really when it came to showing his strength and to and and wants to brag about something he's going to brag about something that's true you know what i mean yeah
0: and i will say this my favorite thing about uh red guardian was when yelena's like all right crimson dynamo so like there was a captain america villain like adversary uh right there with the Red Guardian, but the reference was an Iron Man adversary because the Crimson Dynamo is an Iron Man-like character. And so I was like... Mm -hmm. So they kind of had their own ways into it, but I thought that was really cool too. So, Will, uh, the question is, with Red Guardian, do you think he actually fought Captain America or do you think it was just a bunch of talk?
1: Um, I'm like 50-50 on it. I mean, David uh, David Harper's interpretation of Red Guardian, uh, I mean... Uh, he, he seems to have a warped history of how things went with their family as well. I think, to a degree, maybe he maybe fought some dude at Universal just like Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> or we're on, we're on vacation. Jail, we went
0: to we went to Universal and I just beat up the guy in the Captain America suit. He got he that got happened. he or got a shot maybe- on me or something.
1: Or like I was kind of leading into uh, when I jumped to this earl- earlier. Maybe there is a secret Captain America we don't know about, like William Burnside, or maybe Cap.
0: Maybe he uh, even. He, maybe he and uh, Isaiah Bradley went at it. I mean, maybe too. maybe there was that because he was Captain America, and so maybe during that time frame, you never know. So I mean, we
1: definitely. I could definitely see picked John Walker could also have picked. Uh, captain America during, like, the Cold War Vietnam, and since, like, they don't really want to talk about that era, they're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah I'm that Captain
0: Yeah, like you said, just pushing it under the rug and, and really not addressing it.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, with Isaiah Bradley, like, I'm glad like, the way they brought him into Falcon Winter Soldier, mwah, chef's kiss, beautiful Kevin Feige, I love you, my, 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 my. It's a great thing you incorporated that story that also was a great parallel for Sam to see that he needed to step up. I could also see, I, like, why haven't we heard about that? Because, like, with some of these prequel movies, like you have that, and with stuff that the MCU can do with it now—variants, different timelines, multiverse—and just there's so many things they could do with it. I think there it, it, either maybe there's a small chance it was our cap, and he's just going like, "What the hell? What, what the hell is this guy doing?" Yeah, the log beat him up. Uh, not, not intentionally, maybe red guardian was getting in his way to turn, put back a stone, uh, or it was a cold war cap that everyone's keeping on wraps and maybe that's what they're alluding to. Like, I, like I said, I think my money's on a William Burnside or someone else that we haven't, I haven't really thought of.
0: Yeah. I, th- I think that whichever way they go, um, and like I was saying earlier, uh, I think that it will be really cool to see if they go back and do like an eighties, like if even if they're doing like a cap putting back all the stones and you just see a small spot where those two get to go at it just for an episode and like that's part of it and like you see all these different characters show up. Um I think that'll be really cool. So like I think
1: it'd be funny to add to that. They do like a recreation of the fight from in game, but like it goes so much better our cap's way because Red Guardians, like, been drunk and being stupid so like he hits a shield but like knocks him out the first time like it just like they chose they bring the one shots back just for that just for go- they're like they run each other with their shields boom knocks him out it's like that was easy
0: yeah like i, I could see something like that or or even if they do like a rock'em sock'em robots kind of thing like they they're just beating each other and then like cap just hits him with the shield and like that's it <laughs> so i think that could be a lot of fun too so my last question for you guys tonight is what was your favorite part of this film out of the entire movie? You know, we, we talked a lot about which way we like to see this, which way the movies go, uh, because there's, there's a lot of good. Um, there were some, some stumbling blocks, but I don't know that that was black widow's fault as much as it was just the world with the pandemic and too much marketing. Cause it, it just, the way it fell in line. So with all of that being said, Uh, What was your favorite part of the movie? And Scott, we'll go ahead and start with you again.
2: Yeah, so I would say probably my favorite part would have to be the action sequences. I felt like this was probably, I mean, outside of like your space and everything else, I mean, I felt like that the action sequences in this game was very, not only great, but especially when you think of like a typical spy movie like your James Bond or your Mission Impossible, these like, we're probably you could you could have the same conversation as far as stunts and explosions and everything else like this really lined up with those action sequences and that was probably one of the things as much as i like the whole story and in some of the conversations and some of the character work i mean these act, action sequences were top-notch and, it, and, and that's something because i mean you could have a great story but i mean this isn't you know I, if i want to hear great stories i watch fried green tomatoes if i want to see action i'm going to see black widow you know but, yeah
0: I think one of the really cool things that like I noticed was the costume design and mm-hmm. I love some of the costumes I loved what Taskmaster looked like um, I especially loved how you know Black Widow when we first saw her back in 2010 which was Iron Man 2 she was a very sexualized character. And, you know, you you saw a little bit more cleavage and whatnot. But in this movie, it was not a sexualized movie at all. Like there was nothing about her that seemed like overly sexualized. There was nothing that that pushed that way. And it felt really good to be able to watch a movie that didn't feel like the female lead was sexualized in this. Like it it felt like this is something I could go in and say, hey, uh, I have a daughter or like whatever, like down the road and be able to say, hey, like this is someone to look up to because like they're not an overly sexualized. Like it's not about that. Um, I will say my favorite scene it made me laugh really hard was when Taskmaster is in his or in the tank uh, and she she like the girls get on the motorcycle and they're like where's my keys and uh, Natasha grabs them and she's and she's like oh you suck and then the tank like busts in out of nowhere and I'm like you should have heard that thing coming and then it just like it hits the the thing and it has to back up a little bit and they hop on and there's like that chase like you had your car chase which was really cool um, but just to see the tank like coming through and then they they go back and they're like making nods to the story that we heard about back in Avengers uh, and there mm-hmm. was there was just a lot of really cool things with that and I, I really really liked that uh, it just it brought in something very different it, it really built into a bigger story that. And, and that's one of the things I like about Marvel is it continually builds into the better story. Uh, guys, Will is on a phone call at the moment, so I'm going to go ahead and close out. But guys, thank you so much for joining me. I, I appreciate you guys coming and doing this. It's fantastic. I love doing this kind of stuff with you guys. Uh, talking nerdy, especially after a new movie comes out. So... Uh, with that, all of our listeners, if you don't follow us yet, uh, make sure to like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, next month, on the 21st, we will be going and having Mark and Boone from Season 1 of LEGO Masters. And they're going to join me for an episode. So if you have any questions, if you have comments or, or anything of that nature, make sure you message our pages. So that way we can know if you have something that you want to ask, we can start to, to formulate those questions. But we will catch you guys here next time on Nerd Talk.